Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Level three here. And you know what? We throw off the intro and all this. I am Gabriel Rents. You already know that. Um, amongst our 50,000 listeners tonight, we got our numbers the other night. In between 44 and 50,000 people tuning in right now, Sirius XM. We had a bunch of nut jobs in our chat to think they're the center of the universe that aren't. But we appreciate them tuning in too. But it's nice to know we got big ass numbers. Wager Talks killing it. Tony Fayewitz, Mick Ossie will join us in a moment. Um, but how about this line of the night? Jazz in our chat right now. How much did Brad Stevens, uh, Tony Finn? We'll bring Mick in in a minute. How much did, did Brad Stevens? He gets he gets control of the team. Yeah. This guy this guy just traded Campbell Walker five days later, bro. That's cold. Yeah. Not Man, even draft. Right, like he's he's like you know yeah. what you're at you're out of here, bro. Right, you're right. like you're gone. Yeah. And I yeah. but he was the coach. So in other words, he's saying. We don't want you here. <laughs> you know, Kim is a shell, shell of himself. He's a shell of who he was last year and the year before that, Gabe. Absolutely. A knee injury did him in. I know. Yeah, but you know what? I love Kemba Walker. Well, I, Kemba, I like Kemba too. Listen, yeah. Kemba's, but Kemba's peak of his career was the Big East Tournament at MSG. And then, good player. Yeah. And listen, you notice, Tony, we see this talking playoffs. There's a difference, bro, between putting up 22 a night on a piss-poor team and playing on a Boston Celtics when it matters, bro. It just is, Tony. It just is. is. Yes, it is. You're absolutely right. And and guys that you, you've already said it there's guys that do shoot that yeah. five get five minutes in the regular season and hey, look at Aaron Gordon look at Aaron right. Gordon I love Aaron yeah. Gordon oh Aaron Gordon yeah. Dever hey, hey how'd he do in the playoffs Tony hey you ain't in Orlando anymore dunking on people when it doesn't matter bro now yep. we yeah, now you gotta defend now you gotta die for a loose ball now yep. you got you gotta make a free throw 
Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Right. No. I, I would. I'll step. Uh, I'll step out further than Aaron Gordon, and I'll say, listen, I have questions about the Joker. Uh, I, you know, you cannot whine. You cannot whine and bitch about every single little You're thing right. and concentrate it's on basketball. Suck it and up. I, and I, he's got to stop this crap. Yeah, you see Kawhi Leonard? He doesn't say crap. Not he's crap, right? No. He doesn't no, say no, it. Right. He's plays. Yeah. He looks Finally. at the ref. He gives him an eye. Exactly. You're you're the MVP. You don't need to cry and you start little fake wars and stuff. I love those guys in the NBA too with a little push fest with their stomachs like Embiid. Hey Embiid, if you want a piece of Collins, take them. If not, shut up. Kawhi Leonard, hold on. Helen Reddy. Go ahead. Helen Radio affiliates, hold on. God, are we good. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Go, Habs, go! Go Habs, go! Go Clips, go! Go Clips, go! Shout out for all of you listening on the Mighty 1090. All six of you Clipper fans, including our producer, Matthias. Wow, the Clippers. Clippers, all right. Hey, do we have Mick Aussie? Is Mick Aussie here? Hey, Mick, we got Tony yeah, Finn. We're not, we're not getting AFL yet, Mick, but how you doing, Mick? Hey, Mick, how about those Montreal Canadiens? You losers in Edmonton like that? Connor McDavid, <laughs> hey, you can't, you Quebec hating oh, son it. of a bitches. What's up, man? How you doing, Mick? I love it. And Tony Finn, how you going? But yes, I've got a Maple Leafs mate at work, and I just razz him up. It's fantastic, and I hope Canada's <laughs> team, Canadians, go well, mate. Good on them. Don't worry about those bad odds. Carey Price is a champion. I love it. Good on you, Gabe, and Clam, and Pie Man, and all those guys. Congratulations. Not over yet, though, eh? Mick just no, 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 no. You're exactly right, Mick. Thank you for reminding me of that. But <laughs> you know what, Mick? You're right. It's not over. But you know what? We were the biggest underdogs in the last 31 years, supposedly, according to the losers in Vegas. And I'm, I'm disappointed in my people at FanDuel. They didn't set, like, a different number. I would have told them to, but whatever. But you're right, Mick. The series not done. But, Mick, people said Vegas were going to run us. Remember? The North Division are a bunch of Canadian losers. You remember that, Mick? How's that going? Well, you're right. Series not yeah, done. They, well, because Vegas beat the, one of the favorites, the Colorado Avalanche. So uh, that's probably why. But, Gabe, it is about time a Canadian team won that Stanley Cup. I've been here 23 years, and it hasn't happened. And Tony Finn, they love hockey up here. They love it with a passion. I'm a so-so fan. I'm a fickle hockey fan. I love it sometimes. But those goalies have got too much padding on. That's what lost it a little bit with me. But, yes, Carey Price. A goalie is so important. They talk on radio about goalies and defense. They underrate goalies. A best goalie is so, so important. Nearly You're as damn good right, as a Mick. quarterback, I reckon. All right, so hang in here, Tony. we got Mick Aussie with us, too. Hey, Mick. Hey, Ben Simmons, they won tonight. But, man, what's up with Australia? Andrew Gaze is the best Australian player ever. Andrew Gaze. We got AFL more Finn Mick Aussie. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Romerick. And you're damn lucky to be listening to this show, because we gave you nothing but winners, baby. And we're going to do so right now. we got Mick Ossie. We're going to get to the NFL in a second. And Mick, listen to me, Mick. Uh, we're, we're, we're up against it. we got you on here. We're up against it. we got Steve Merrill coming up. So, Mick, we're not going to go through every game tonight, but give us your best multi, your best parlay, your best picks. And Tony, yes. let's go to Tony Finn right now first. Okay. Um, NBA, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Game 7. Here we go. Here we go. Nothing, two best words in sports, Game 7. Besides, yeah, that's not true. The best two words in sports are, I win. <laughs> but uh, Brooklyn Nets, minus one right now. Yep. Tony? And Mick, yeah. think about your pick here too. We got the same elf. And let's go rapid fire so we get to many games possible. So I'll throw it to you right at Can Giannis beat Kevin Durant in Brooklyn in a game seven, bro? Talk to me. Finn or for Finn or Mick? If it's Finn, no. Finn. Nets, Nets win. Nets are winners. They go on. They move on. The Nets move on, win Game Seven over over the uh, over the Bucks and face the Sixers for for the the rights to to meet the West. Oh, hey, Sixers! Will you lay seven and a half for the Sixers on Sunday? I will. I will do this instead. I will do this. I will throw them into a parlay with this, with the game I like on Sunday, and that's what I'll do. Yeah, I, yeah. I, same thing yeah. essentially, but yeah, that's what I do. Wow. Hey, Mick, what do you think, Mick? I know you're a big NBA guy. What do you think? Milwaukee, we honest, the great freak who, they, you know, Milwaukee are getting better every game, man. And uh, Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players ever to play the game. Game seven tomorrow night, 830 Eastern, and the game's basically a pick em. Brooklyn's minus one. Who you got, Mick? Well, Gabe, I would like the Bucks and Giannis to win, but I think the home field and Kevin Durant, but Harden's a bit injured. But my basketball guy, Kyle, he likes the net, so I will go the net, even though I hate, I hope it is the Bucks. And Philly, I hope they lose. I'm so-so with Ben Simmons. I'll go the Hawks. They are at minus one, and my basketball guy, Kyle, likes the Hawks. So I'll go Hawks and Nets. Yeah, yeah. So, so Tony, I was on the Hawks tonight, and you know what, guys? I threw it out there the other night. The Hawks were fifty-five to one when the series was tied. Right? right. They're up three-two. They're fifty-five to one. Right. And I said, Tony, on the show, I don't even care if you like the Hawks and I just take them, and we'll hedge it if they win. That's right, dude. You got fifty-five to one. Even if you can hedge it twice, Tony. You know what I'm saying? Fifty-five to one. 
I brought, I, I did out the numbers. I'm like, all right, you put $1,000 at minus 300 in the next round. You win 300. You put 2,000, you win 600. You know what I mean? It's almost I, how much you want to take out from your ATM machine uh, and I, do it. And if you lose, if you lose, you do it again in the finals, whatever. Then you're guaranteed I, I to win. I could not agree more. I couldn't agree more. You know, Cam and that group, when we used to do the live in-game live, I, I was, I was, my nickname was a hedgehog. I had everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah, so, so, Tony, let me ask you right now. Because I've been talking about this. The other day, Vegas, uh, sorry, excuse me, Tampa, Tampa and the Honors hockey. All right? Yep. Tampa were like minus 260 series favorites in the in the series coming in. Defending Stanley Cup champions. Whatever the hell, 240, 220, whatever it was. They lost one game. Tony became 110. I said, I don't care whether you like Tampa or not. You, you take this at 110 and you put it in the drawer. And Mark Lawrence, one of my favorite guys ever. Taught me yep. that during that Cleveland Cleveland uh, Warriors three one, Mark Lawrence had like ten bets, bro. With like every team at plus money. That's like right. and Teddy brought it up. A, a um, Teddy brought it up to me last week too. He said if you like the team in the series or yep. you like a team in a playoff game, just bet them the series instead of the game or both. That's correct. If you like the totally game, true. if you right. like Talk that to team, me. The Talk next to game, me, Tony. That's correct. That, Teddy is one hundred one hundred and ten spot on correct if you like if you like listen you're in the game one of a series you don't you don't have to bet the team you yeah. bet that team if you like them win game one you bet them in the series there you go Mick Mick what do you got for us and let me ask you Mick all you losers in western Canada you hate Trudeau you hate Quebec you hate this I don't know why you hate Quebec Quebec hasn't even caused problems in like 30 years so but all you guys I see you Especially Winnipeg and all this. Let me ask you: Are people in Edmonton pulling for the Canadians, or the bars full, Mick? Or people don't care at all? I bet you don't care at all, right? I, I'm pulling for the Canadians because of you. And when I was on Team 990 with you for many years, but I had an Eskimos right. mate. He he got upset when I was barracking for the Can- Montreal Alouettes one night. This is why they don't like you, mate, because you buy oil from the Arabs instead of buying from us, and all of this Alberta money goes, goes to Quebec. So there we go. I'll argue with you on that many a time. We need another segment on that, guy. We can't talk about it now. Yeah, we're not going to get into the oil industry now. Yeah, mate, but that's good. Hey, tell your buddy to suck it. Tell your buddy to suck it. Although the, hey, the Eskimos, it's now the Edmonton Elks. And I'll tell you right now, Mick, we're doing the party. It's setting up. People are already lining it up, and we'll play our damn tennis match. If you beat me, you beat me. Mick, we're putting the challenge out right now. We're playing tennis. We're going to the game. August 19th, BC Lions, Edmonton Elks, Vancouver, British Columbia. Be there. The well, challenge you, is you set. You better buy a racket. You better buy a racket, you better buy some <laughs> shoes, and I'll give you a bit of advice, Gabe. You talk about you can't put a vaccine in your arm, why don't you start to eat healthy? Go and buy some vegetables and everything, because trust me, hey, you think it's cool I did put a vaccine in my arm. I did put a vaccine in my arm. I did. Hey, I'm doing my best for society. Shut up. I did. What are you talking about? <laughs> eat healthy. Don't worry about me. I'm going to kick your ass on the tennis court. We'll see. All right, August, August 17th to 19th, Mick. We'll see you. We'll see you. You say I want to fly. 
I've given you many options. You're a better tennis player than me, but I'm not scared. We're going to go. Mick, what's your best bets? AFL, I'm going to get Tony Finn's best bets NBA this weekend. What do you got, Mick? Best bets, AFL. Oh, dear God, we're talking to Matisse here. Yo, Mick. <laughs> hey, Tony, you hear this? I do. See, I, it's not just me. It's not just me. All right. All right, Tony. <laughs> I want the AFL pick. I think he he's so sensitive about me and him and tennis. I don't know if he hung up out of anger. I didn't talk well, smack helps. either. I just said, I'll see you or we'll play. I didn't even yeah. talk smack. Anyone talks about? What? What? You know, if you can't do that, then what can you? What can yeah. You do? yeah. Right? Okay. So let me ask you, Finn. Go. Let, 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 let's 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 get into it, and I'll throw a baseball thing because yeah, I'm not even focused on it. Oh, there he is. No one cut you off, Mick. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody cut you off. All right. Your your cell phone service sucks, just like all you Oilers fans in Alberta suck. <laughs> Hey, you accept the challenge? I see you August 19th. Hey, hey, Edmonton Alks, first game in BC. Let's go. But Mick, best bet. We got 30 seconds. I'm sorry. We got Mick coming. What's your best bet, Mick? And better not lose. Oh, shit. Take the Lions and the Giants <laughs> and the Bombers all to win. And uh, oh, be careful on the under-over, but we went two and our best bets last week. Lions, Giants, and Bombers <laughs> should get it done. Hey, you're the best, man. I love you, Tony. Tony says Brooklyn. God yeah. bless you all. Steve Mayo, next. 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 SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you got to do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger master class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Dave Obramsey. Let's bring in Steve Merrill. Wager talk in the house. Throwing it down as he does with us every Tuesday and uh, Friday after a wild night in the National Basketball Association this evening. Uh, Steve, what a roller coaster, man. You and I have talked throughout the playoffs. And we'll get to my Milwaukee Bucks in a moment, Steve. <laughs> I'm back on the wagon. Last week, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, back, back on the wagon, but... Tell you what, uh, ups and downs, man. 
Uh, betting on the Philadelphia 76er and Atlanta Hawks series is going to lead people to alcoholism, bro. <laughs> yeah, I want to know, Gabe, do I get a couple years of my life back since they covered tonight after they took several years of my life the last two games? I mean, I've been on them basically, I think, for the last five games, including the last three in this series. And um, double-digit blown leads, you know, huge 26-blown lead in game five. And felt they made me sweat it again tonight. I mean, I at worst, I was going to get a push maybe at three. That line was two and a half, three. But they end up winning by five with some late free throws. And, yeah, never easy. Um, by the way, Gabe, speaking of the Bucks. If the Bucks win Saturday, and that's a big if, I think they win the whole thing. That's my new prediction. So I'm getting on the bandwagon later than sooner, but I might be with you. I love it. And, you know, isn't that the theme, Steve, of this year's NBA playoffs? If, well, <laughs> if this team wins here. Like, honestly, there's never been anything like this before where on a daily basis the future market, like, moves – Teams are left for dead, then they're back, then they're gone. It's like, oh, no, they're done. And so you're buying in. And listen, you and I were in agreement with that. And, you know, other people weren't. Uh, but I said, exactly. I said, I think Milwaukee is that dark horse where everybody annoys Philadelphia and everybody annoys Brooklyn. I'm not, you know what I mean? I, I think Milwaukee can get through. But I was on record, Steve, is saying. I do believe the winner of Milwaukee and Brooklyn gets through, especially if you're, it's a good point, Steve. If Milwaukee gets through, bro, I know it's only a second round, but it's a big second round win, isn't it? You just beat Kevin Durant. You came back. They might be a lot looser right now and sort of slay the dragon and just go up there and start to play basketball because they have a lot of pressure on them all the time, the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I should say also whoever wins this game Saturday night will be the champion because I think Brooklyn probably wins it too. And they, of course, have been the favorite for the last several rounds. Uh, once the Lakers got bumped, you know, the Nets became even bigger favorites. But, yeah, I'm on the Brooklyn band. I'm on the uh, Milwaukee bandwagon now. If you told me the Lakers get bumped in the first round, if you told me Kawhi Leonard gets hurt, <laughs> if you told me the 76ers suck. If I, I mean, Chris Paul would get COVID. Right, Chris would exactly. And, um. Donovan Mitchell would get hurt. Conley wouldn't play much, you know, and then, of um, yeah, Paul George gets COVID after getting the vaccine. Had you told me all of that, Gabe, a month ago, I would have been with you on the Milwaukee Bucks, but I'm there now. <laughs> yeah, well, here you go. It's okay. It was a long, winding road. Yeah, Chris Paul, not Paul George, but close enough. Same thing. No, I think he has, uh, by the way, I think he has COVID in every playoff game he's ever played in, Paul George. <laughs> uh, that, that's cold, Steve. That's, uh, that, that's cold, uh, Steve Merrill. And I'll tell you what, when Trey Young, Trey Young hit that three-point shot to make it 94-93 with about two minutes left. I think there was 159 left, actually, at that time. When when he hit that shot, it was like, wow, are Philadelphia really going to blow this again? And Embiid was clearly getting frustrated, you know, double technical. You know, there was a little, little dust up under the basket. Emotions were running high. But Atlanta just couldn't close the deal. And we see this, man. You let them off the hook. Like Dennis Green said, right? You want to crown their ass, you crown their ass. We let them off the hook. And that's exactly what they did. They, they let them off the hook. They're who we thought they were. <laughs> that's what you could say, too, right? That was his other great line to say. They're who we thought they were. But you know, maybe we're overlooking Philadelphia. You know, it's funny. The series is now 3-3. and We don't know until Sunday who the winner is going to be. But I almost feel like it's definitely Philly now. And, of course, I've liked them in the last three games. I feel like they've let all three get away. They won. Well, they won tonight. They almost let it get away. The other two, they definitely let get away. So I'd be very surprised if Atlanta goes in and wins outright in game seven. Uh, the Hawks have been much weaker on the road this year compared to home. The Sixers have been the better team for the most part in this series. So maybe we're overlooking Philadelphia. Maybe if they get their act together, but it's a big maybe because you look at um, 
you know, uh, Ben Simmons, he just can't be trusted. I mean, this is, it's a number two draft pick overall, and it's a situation now where you're wondering if they should pull him late in these games. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's not exactly the type of team you want to be backing in the seven-game series. But, you know, will Brooklyn be healthy? I don't think James Harden's completely there. He was one for ten in that first game. They rushed him back because Irving was out in game five. Um, he didn't look great in game six to me either. And now, Gabe, you know, Saturday night's game is their third game in five days. It's not like he's going to be getting better. If anything, I think it's going to be a tougher spot for him now. Steve Merrill, wager talk, uh, kick it with us. Uh, so, Steve, you know, that's that's the thing that so many times you would sort of assume, like now now people are going to assume that Philadelphia is going to roll them, right, in, in game seven. Yeah. Uh, oh, they won this game. Oh, that's it. Atlanta going to roll over. But are they? That's the thing. They're, you know. I, these young teams, it's hard for them to close series out. We, it's, I know it sounds cliche, but, you know, the, the, the series clinching win is the hardest one to get. And, you know, we, we saw the Dallas Mavericks with Luka Doncic knocking on the door, but unable to deliver that knockout punch. That's what's been impressive about Phoenix in the playoffs, Steve. They've shown an ability to, you know what, let's just beat these guys and end this series. You know, like even with the Lakers, yeah, there were injuries and stuff, but Phoenix didn't play around. They just went out there and killed them. Yeah, now we worry about that hangover that we talked about Tuesday night. You know, yeah, sure. Shaquille's, Shaquille's magic number five game or five days, and it's well past that, obviously, for Phoenix. And um, you know, Phoenix has been off for a full week after sweeping the Nuggets and the whole um, yeah, Paul, um, Paul. I keep saying Paul, Chris Paul, <laughs> the CP3 uh, situation. P, you know, all these guys get me confused. George three, all this stuff. But um, yeah, just a lot of concern with you know Phoenix in that game one, and that's why I'm thinking. You know, they're not a sure thing there to be in the finals like you would have thought. But I still think, you know, Phoenix is the team to beat in the West. And I think the winner of the Brooklyn-Milwaukee game will be the team to beat in the East. And um, one thing about Milwaukee, I mean, I know home teams have a huge edge in Game 7 historically, about 80% of the time. But Brooklyn is beat up, as we talked about. And Milwaukee, you know, yes, they won the game by 15, led by 11 in Game 6. But keep in mind, they had a 16-point halftime lead in Game 5 and lost that game. Um, so it's kind of like what Philadelphia has been doing. They've been the better team in a lot of these recent games. Um, and you would expect that to show in game seven. The one thing, Gabe, it's got to worry you though. Do you really want to side with Giannis over Kevin Durant in a must win game? I mean, that obviously makes me a little nervous with the bucks. It really is amazing. Is it when you put it that way? So Kevin Durant versus Giannis in a must win game seven situation. And Kevin Durant has home court. And the game's essentially a pick 'em. Right. <laughs> so why are we running the window to bet Brooklyn right now? I'm not. Yeah. Mike, my, I like Milwaukee. I'm going down with. I'll go down with the ship. I said Milwaukee. We're taking Milwaukee here, Steve. But yeah. I don't like. I can't say that. Like even saying that out loud right now, I'm just picturing. I'm like, my God, Kevin Durant's going to go off for like 57 points. And it's going to be like a Jordan-like performance tomorrow. The guy's a legend, bro. I don't like betting against him. It's a tough game. Well, what do you have, like 47 or 49 in game five? And 49. He, only had, he would have 50. Yeah. He missed the free throw late. That's right. Yeah. But he only had 32 then in game six. Yeah, but only. That, right. Exactly. And that worries you, though, because like you said, you feel like he's going to bounce back now. But I just I'll tell you the key. And it's another guy I think has been a little bit overrated in his career. He's a great, great offensive player. But obviously his defense at times and his, you know, just over lackadaisical attitude out there has been a question mark. And that's Harden. I think both Harden and the Greek have been overrated superstars in recent years, whereas I think Kevin Durant is maybe one of the more underrated greatest players ever. Um, so I think this really comes down to James Harden Saturday night. If he can get muster up a good game, if he's healthy enough to play. And I just haven't seen it. You know, normally third game back, you're like, oh, he's going to get his legs under him and stuff. But it's the third game in five days. 
He was one for 10 in 40 some minutes in game five. Wasn't much better in game six. Um, I really think Harden's the key here. And Durant having a monster game still might not be enough if Harden doesn't step up as well. Man, it's just, it's, it really is a tough, like I'm sitting here and, you know, we've been on Milwaukee. We've been on Milwaukee in every game of this series, actually. And yeah. we're, we're up, actually, because we played a couple of first halves and stuff like that. So we are up in this series. But with that being stated, and I know we're here to give picks, but it doesn't mean we have to give you know give you a pick on something I don't like, uh, tell you, you know, something I'm not sure of. I don't know. I don't know. But one thing I do know is I'm not betting the over, Steve, of this series. You know, the, the unders just keep cashing and cashing and cashing. Uh, and cashing and man have they adjusted what was the game one number it wasn't it 239 and a half yes yeah, yeah it was it was some 240s out there briefly uh, 239 yeah. and a half is pretty much the closing number so imagine steve now we're, we're so from 239 and a half from in game one to game seven right now about 10 days later whatever it's been two weeks later 215 yeah 215, 24 and a half point adjustment, Steve. That's that's rare eh, to see them be off by that much. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, later on Saturday morning, I'm going to be on with Teddy Covers, um, 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific, right here on yeah, Sirius. Right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And, and, uh, yeah, and Teddy had pointed it out to me that it's uh, 25 points lower. And then at noon Eastern to 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, I'll be back with Joe Ranieri right here on Channel 204 Sports Grid. And uh, Joe mentioned before game one a few weeks ago, he goes, do you think we'll see a mid 240 total in this series? And I told him, I go, look, if this before game one, I go, if game one soars over, we're going to see a 245 in game two. But of course, we never got there because every single game has gone under and then we've had the injuries on top of that. But yeah, remarkable uh, drop in the totals. And keep in mind, Gabe, as you know, I mean, game sevens favor home teams and they also favor the under normally. You know, these teams normally buckle down. They play hard nosed defense. Um, even James Harden will probably be playing defense on Saturday night. Steve Merrill kicking with us. I'll tell you what, Steve, it's a lot like the Super Bowl in which Super Bowls in which the total, what was it, 50 or higher or you know, 53 or you know, it was 50 or higher, 51 and higher, whatever. Basically, every time there's two high scoring teams in the Super Bowl, it goes under. That's the theme. And, the, you know, the point was, too, I saw a stat the other day, Steve. And I could dig it up here, but essentially it was. When the top like two and three scoring teams in the NBA meet each other in the playoffs all the time, the games always go under because the numbers are so high, right? The odds makers are setting regular season numbers and playoff basketball is different. And, you know, I don't even like betting on unders in the NBA. I crushed the under in that Sixer game uh, tonight, and I'm glad that we did. More with Steve Merrill on the other side. It's the Friday Night Free Show, the Late Night Anger Management Podcast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. 
Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. These days, it's hard to find something you can trust. Your car? Yeah, right. Trust takes time. And that's why we're here. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. We are your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Grid Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci from the Dallas Steve Merrill Wager Talk. So, uh, Steve, Philadelphia 76ers, Atlanta Hawks, Game 7, Philadelphia 76ers. Play seven and a half. Seven and a half against the Atlanta Hawks. You know, I was sort of expecting that. I, you know, I was thinking six and a half, seven, six and a half. What, what do you think of seven and a half? A little high, just right? What's your take on the number? Yeah, I mean, the game the game uh, five number that I had to play on Philly the other night was seven, basically, when I put it out. And then it went up to seven and a half. So, not a surprise. You know, and once again, they had a 26-point lead in that game. So it's not like they were outplayed. I, you know, and I do think there's something to that. I know you say, well, Atlanta came back and won outright. You know, whatever. You know, I think Philly outplayed them in the majority of the last few games. In fact, Philly was down by 20 in the first half of game one. They outscored them by 16 the rest of the way. They won game two by 16. They won game three by 16. Uh, they had double-digit leads in the other games. You know, so... Uh, like you said, it seems too obvious, and maybe it is. And obviously, Philly has some cl- some closure problems. <laughs> but um, I mean, what are you going to do? Just hope that they self-implode. You're going to take the team that you know is the weaker team on the road. So they they had to price it there. And I wouldn't be surprised if it maybe is eight by game night on Sunday. And uh, it is Sunday night, uh, the basketball uh, game. So game seven, we got two game sevens this weekend. Steve, Saturday night and Sunday night. Steve Merrill kicking with us. Wow. Gotta love the playoffs, man. You know, the emotions, the ups, the downs in the National Hockey League, the NBA. The You know, and I love the emotion, man. It's just been different in the NBA this year. Oftentimes when teams are down, they'll quit, and they don't now. I know, like, you know, I'm talking the, the good teams. I'm not talking about the early sweeps and stuff like that. But I love seeing, like, Embiid and Collins get into it tonight. Show some passion, Steve. When people say these guys don't care, they care. And they, I don't know, maybe they're playing for money. Maybe they're playing for fame. Maybe they're playing for shoe contracts. Whatever it is they're playing for, Steve, you can't tell me NBA players don't care, man. Watch the playoffs. These guys are, like, busting, like, ass uh, to try to win games. And, they, you know, it doesn't always work out for them. But you can't say because it it's a lack of effort. Like, the Atlanta Hawks, whatever happens, these kids have, like, tried their hearts out, Steve. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times we think, well, these guys make so much money that they just kind of go through the motions. But then, you know, you think, Gabe, like you and I, you know, we're competitive guys. Like, if we were to go play a pickup game right now. Exactly. We still want to win. It's like it's just you don't get to that level in your your life and your career, no matter what it is, whether it's sports, you don't radio. make it to the NBA. Yeah. That's like yeah, it's like Jim Harbaugh, right? Right. The Harbaugh's. They talk about these guys fist fight playing ping pong at Christmas dinner, right? Like right, exactly. Like that. Whatever it is, they're going to compete. And it's one of those deals. And and you know, I get it. You know, like they have a good life and stuff. You're in the NBA. You're 25 years old. You got 60 million dollars. But all these guys understand, Steve. Yeah, I'm rich. But to become a legend, I need to play well in the playoffs, right? Like there's guys, some guys are just happy being rich. And some other guys are like, no, no, I want to be like a legend. I want to be a playoff legend. And you see which guys care. Right. And that's why, as I said earlier, like game sevens historically are a little lower score. And the unders usually yeah. come more times than not. And it's the same Big thing. pressure right? on everybody. Right. Yeah. And the Sixers are facing elimination tonight. They're coming off a huge blown lead. And it's not like they don't know people are watching. I mean, they don't want to. 
you know, nobody wants to look like a fool. And these guys especially, I mean, all these guys are high profile. A lot of them are egomaniacs. And that's a good thing in a way because it makes you want to succeed. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's something we overlook a lot of times. You think, well, these guys. I'm just totally go, with you, Steve. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear you say that. I don't know, sometimes we get into debates, not often. But I totally, because I've heard that before sometimes. Like, even college bowl season, oh, the kids, these kids don't care. It's like, no, no, maybe the coaches don't care. Or the school doesn't care. But, like. Yeah, I remember I got into a big argument a couple of years ago with the Ducks when Herbert was there. They weren't going to the playoffs, but they were going to the Rose Bowl. And a couple of guests came on and said, well, I don't think they're going to care as much. They're not as motivated because it's not the playoffs. And I said, so you're telling me the kids on the Ducks don't want to beat the Wisconsin Badgers in the Rose Bowl? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the Rose Bowl, man. Like, and, as, and it's exactly what you said. I said, these kids, you don't become a five-star recruit and play with the Oregon Ducks by not caring, Steve, about games and plays. That's what you're there for because you care about everything, right? Right. Like that's, athletes care. You're exactly right. That whole, they don't care. It doesn't mean teams don't mail it in and some teams, you know, hey, organizations will try to tank. All that is all true. But I'm totally with you. The whole thing that, oh, they're rich, they don't care. That's a pile of crap. I'll tell you what, the, the Bulls are a very interesting example, though. And I think probably Dave Malinsky, the great Dave Malinsky, you know, probably used this analogy and has told both of us over the years. But it's not that they don't care when they're playing. And it's it's the same. I think Dave actually used the analogy with letdowns, like in general, after a big yeah, win. Yeah. It's not that they don't care on Saturday. It's Monday through Friday when the distraction sets in and they're not fully prepared. So point. Yeah, I, I think that's the difference. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're right. You're right, Stephen. You're totally right. I've seen it in Bulls. You're like, no, oh, these kids look into it, but then they get smoked. Anyways, right. it's like, Cause yeah, because they didn't take it seriously, like, leading into it. They're they're fired up once the band is playing and they've come, their name is announced and they run through the tunnel. You're right, Steve. Great point by Mr. Malinsky. He's yep. still making points, even though he's not with us. Oh, no, Dad, look, we, you and I both picked up some great handicapping lessons from Dave Malinsky over the decades. And um, I think that's one that sticks with me. And I've explained it a lot of times to people that football is a physical sport. You're not going out on the football field at 100 percent focus. If you are, you're leaving on the stretcher. So that's never the issue. Um, it, it's just the fact that they're not ready for that deep pass or that cut across the middle, that play. They weren't prepared because they were yeah, not yeah. paying attention to the film session. Because there's no question, as you know, Gabe, that you see results in the bowl games where double-digit underdogs went outright. I mean, so oh, one, no, but that's the thing. Yeah, one spot. team is prepared and one isn't. You're exactly right. So it doesn't mean that they no one cares. It's hard. But I, on the other flip of it, Kyle Turley, who I learned a hell of a lot from, yeah. uh, Kyle Turley told me, though, and you'll see it, Steve, on bad football teams. Football, I can't, like, I'm just thinking football, not other sports, so football. Like, he was telling me, because Kyle was on good teams. He was on the Rams and stuff with Marks and, like, Warner and all those guys. And then he was on bad teams. He was with Dicka and the Saints when they were, like, 1-15 and 15 or whatever, or 2-4, and four, whatever the hell, 2-14, and 14, whatever the hell they were. And he told me that. He said, once you get to, like, be, like, 1-10 and 10 and stuff like right, that, right. he's like, there's a saying. He goes, there's a saying in the room. For who and for what? <laughs> right? Like, basically, guys start thinking about their careers, Steve. They're like, I'm not going to go crazy and get killed here. Yeah. And so we go 4-12. and 12. The year's over. I'll play hard. doesn't mean they don't care. It just means, you know what? We're 0-11. The season's done, guys. Like, I'm, let's, let's, it's done. Let's not be stupid here. You know what I mean? For who and for what? You're going to break your leg now for what? Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Steve? You're going to get hurt and ruin your career for what? It's for who and for what? They don't say that early in the year, but he admitted. He goes, yeah, when we were over for 11, that was the same. For who and for what? <laughs> I would like, you know, we should go back, Gabe, and, like, look up the over-under records for, like, sub-300 teams, like, second half of the season playing each other, you know, because that would make a lot of sense. They're not going to tackle. They're not going to hit yeah. hard. Like, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I know that works. That's actually an angle I've used for decades in the NBA, 
Last month of the season, two non-playoff teams. I always look at the over. I call it the uh, playground oh, you mentality. Stop. You're right. Yeah. It's just, hey, it's a stat. It's almost it like you, you talk to the guys right before the game on the other team. Man, hey, I'm going to put up 25 tonight. I'm going to put up 30, and you wink at each other, right? Like, well, think about it, and they all benefit because what gets them yes, contracts? It's their offensive numbers. It's not how many steals they had or blocked shots in that game. you got to be exactly. a jerk and stupid almost, right, to get in each other's way. Right, it's like an all-star we're game. We're union like, brothers. You're like, listen, we all make more money if we play a high-scoring game. All right. You know what I mean? Pretty simple here. <laughs> yeah, it's worked for years. I mean, obviously, the odds makers have caught on. They jacked the totals. But, I mean, sometimes they can't set it high enough. I just call that the playground mentality because there's all offense, no defense, showboating, and lack, lack of effort. You know, and that's, once again, what playoff games on average in the NBA are about three points lower scoring just on the blind over several decades because there's more intensity. The games matter more. That's like the Super Bowl yeah. angle you brought up. They, they make the mistakes of looking at overall numbers. And they don't take in that human element, that emotional element, which is something, as you know, from talking to me for years now that, you know, that's kind of I think that's one area you can find an edge of the odds makers. The point spread is a very statistical thing. And that human element is not taken into account. The odds makers don't know how to do it, in my opinion. The bigger the game, the bigger event, it's going to go under. Steve, look, it's the Euro Cup soccer stuff going on right now. Right. And um, today, under three and oh, bro. And people are surprised. I can't believe they didn't score. I mean, you can't believe they didn't score. There's, you know how many people are watching and betting on this stuff, Steve? You got 4 billion people watching. Nobody wants to be the one to make the mistake. Every team has scouted the other team for months. Every team is good. They know each other's tendencies. And also, Steve, in the playoffs and in championships and stuff, the other coaches are like masters at like taking away what you're good at. You know what I mean? It's like, right. listen, we know you're going to do this, and we're going to make you do something else. And if you can do it, something else, God bless you. If you can't, you're in trouble. And we see that time and time again. So, Steve, before we get you out of here, I actually had to do a double take because I'm like, uh, NASCAR goes to Nashville. And I'm like, Nashville, huh? It's the name of the track there. Because I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not, I, you know, I'm not as good as I can't, like, I'm not going to stump the Schwab, but I know my track, Steve. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, Nashville? What the hell is Nashville? What the name? And then I'm thinking, all right, and well, they haven't been there in like 10 years, right? That's why. But I remember, because I was thinking, they give the guitar to the winner, Steve, right? They give the guitar. Remember, give them the guitars. Yeah, Nashville's actually, the Cup Series has never run there. I've been following NASCAR for 20 years now. So um, what was it, the Xfinity? Or the, exactly. Yeah, series, yeah. Or, Xfinity yeah. and I believe maybe truck. Xfinity you definitely remember, they give a Gibson guitar, Les Paul, right. to the winner. I know, I'm a musician. Right. I love Les Pauls. That's why I was like, I'm like, what do you mean they haven't been there? But I swear they give you a guitar and stuff. So that's it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like Kyle Busch has run there. Kevin Harvick has run well. So, you know, there are some guys that have experience from the Xfinity series that we'll keep an eye on. And by the way, this Saturday afternoon, Kyle Busch is a minus money favorite in the Xfinity race. He's the only big name guy that's going to be in it. And there's a practice session also on Saturday and a one lap qualifying session impound on Sunday. And, you know, Kyle Busch does better with practice and track time. And he's been running well this year. So I think he's going to be worth a look. And then, of course, we have to talk Hendrick. They've just been dominating. In fact, the all-star race last week, Kyle Larson wins. He wins Sonoma the week before. Uh, he's been dominant overall this year. Hendrick and Penske, the three Penske's and the four Hendrick drivers, finished top seven in the uh, Texas all-star race in the mile and a half. Nashville, by the way, is a 1.3 oval, moderate banking concrete surface so a little bit of dover with less banking size of darlington but concrete maybe richmond kentucky as well i mean a lot of the cookie cutter tracks um so the usual suspects will do well and that's going to be hendrick and penske and then maybe some gibbs guys like you know a truex or denny hamlet or kyle bush of course yeah steve normally we don't we don't focus on the xfinity but 
Kyle Busch eats these guys. So he's minus 140 right now, FanDuel, for the Tennessee Lottery 250. <laughs> uh, Tennessee Lottery 250. Kyle Busch minus 140. Austin Sendrick, 6-1. to one. Uh, Justin Algier, 6-1. to one. Allmendinger, our boy Allmendinger, is 14-1. to one. What about this, Steve? Shouldn't Kyle Busch win this race? Yeah, but, I mean, he's minus money. Now, look, he's minus money when he runs the truck races and he wins over half of them. That's he's what I'm saying. Incredible. I know, but yeah, he beats so. these guys all the time. Yeah, and he's running well this year, too. So, I mean, I would think, you know, he's, but he's minus money. Hey, look, it's most head to head matchups. I'm minus 140 in a NASCAR race. <laughs> you normally get that in a head to head matchup, maybe minus 130. You're getting a minus 140 head to head matchup. Keep in mind, this is a head to head matchup. Kyle Bush versus the other, like, 35 yeah, yeah. drivers. So, yeah, it's, it's basically you versus 36 other <laughs> That's guys. what it is. It's exactly what it is. It's a head to head matchup. So You've got 35 You're taking guys. the field. Am I going to beat you all, man? I'm going to beat oh, yeah. you all. Yes, Kyle Busch probably wins, but I don't know if there's any value at minus 140. I mean, but look at, hey, Larson's like two and a half to one to win the cup race. I know. I mean, he's, just, he's just been dominant. It's hard to argue against it, though. Uh, it, really, it really is. I mean, the guy, he just, he does it every week. Um, and right now, to, to win the championship, Kyle Larson's plus 490. Is that yeah. a bet worth making? Yeah, well, keep in mind, here's the thing about the championship. I love the playoff format. I think they really got it right with the stage racing because it makes the race more interesting throughout now. But the one knock that I have still with the whole championship format was back in the day, it was always Miami. Now it's Phoenix. So basically, oh, you can, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's one track. And Kyle Larson will be good at Phoenix, but he's not dominant there like he has these mile and a halves and stuff. Because Phoenix is a one-mile flat track. And guys like Chase Elliott last year, who was not the best driver last year, has not been even the best driver on his team this year. Byron, Larson, and even Bowman at times have all been better on the own t- his own team. Elliott was really good at Phoenix. You know, and guys like Kevin Harvick, remember Harvick dominated Phoenix for decades. Um, so it's tough because Larson is the best driver this year, but it's going to come down to one race and the top finisher out of four guys. He'll be one of the four. But like Logano's really good on flat tracks, you know, so that's the only knock I have on it. I kind of wish there was a way maybe to incorporate the final three races or something because Larson is really smoking everybody. And then you look at like a guy like Denny Hamlin. He hasn't won this year, but Hamlin is very good on flat tracks. You know, he hey. might he might not win and then win the championship race. How crazy would that be? Steve Merrill, wager talk. Always good, Steve. We'll catch up on Tuesday. Who knows where the sports world will be. Thanks, buddy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Network. You think I'm dead, but I'm not. Risen from the ashes, take what you've got. Take what you've got. You think I'm dead, but I'm not. Dead, but I'm not. If you're wondering, man, how does he sound so much like that guy? Because that's me. That's right. I'm not cool. I'm not cool. We have the best damn sports talk radio show in the business. 
quickest 180 minutes of sports, and I'm also in the metal band. Yeah, and I can also basketball if you want to. What do we want to go? I'm not a great tennis player, but me and Mick are going head to head. Did he accept the challenge? I don't know. I don't think he did. He started mumbling. Hey, May, Matisse, you hear that? I said, let's go. You heard it, right? You, you heard it, Matisse. I said, August 19th, let's go. We'll play tennis. Me and Mick are going to play tennis for money. You remember right away? Oh, 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 you heard him. He was scared. He sounded, he sounded a little, uh, you know, shivered. He was shook, as the kids like to say these days. He was shook. Now, listen, Mick's like me in hockey. Mick is Australian. He grew up. He played against Roger Federer. He's a great tennis player. But I'm an athlete. Let's go. Let's dance. Like David Bowie said, let's dance. Put on your dance shoes and dance the blues. Let's dance. All right, what do you got for us tomorrow, Matthias? We got to get out of here. Congratulations, Clippers. Congratulations, Mike Canadians. Fun show tonight. Great stuff. Thanks to all of our guests. But um, France, minus one and a half. Come on, baby. What's the score going to be? France and Hungary, bro. <laughs> I think 3-0 France, 4-0 France. Yeah. I think they cruise tomorrow. Um, I like Portugal yeah. at plus 215 against Germany tomorrow. What about the Germans, though, man? The Germans struggle the last World Cup, Matthias? They're there, but they're not there, bro. They No, but they're there. The, the last World Cup was disappointing because they were supposed to win. But you know what I mean now? They're like England. They don't even try to score anymore. What's up with German soccer? Joachim Lowe and he's got, what's up, bro? Like, I think this has underwritten all over it. Draw. No one's going to score, bro. This might be scoreless, Matthias. This This, this, this Euro Cup is whack on the road. Other than that, you're on your own. I'm the best. Later. You're listening to sports news you can actually use.